Today's show is brought to you by Cody Akins at AkinsPCRepair.com. I'm independent. Hey, welcome to the show, all 11 of you. It's me, Jonathan, and my good buddy, James, my good buddy, Rod. Hey, good buddies. Hey, buddy. Buddy. Um, How are you? We're going to do a fact show today. Listen to the show because it'll save your life. And uh, I'll just tell you right off the bat, my facts are how to get rid of hiccups um, and other bullshit old Boop. wives' tales. Right. I'm, I'm just going to wait for there to be a pause in the conversation and then go, uh, we're going to talk about how there's proof that there is no life after death, according to two people who had a suicide pact that ended poorly. And okay. speaking of life after death, Bruce Willis once said he didn't want to be in a movie that ended up being very famous and very successful because he didn't want to play a dead guy. <laughs> Bruce Willis. Yeah. He didn't want to be in a movie where he played Bruce Willis said he didn't want to be in a movie where he played a dead, a dead guy. guy. Uh, James, what are your facts? I have a fact about a creepy German guy. Mm-hmm. That's weird, right? There's plenty of those. I have a fact about it's something exclusively those. that may be in your home, may be in your pantry, that's just lying in wait, ready to kill you at a moment's notice. Okay. Are your children nice. already dead? That sounds, like one of those, that sounds like one of those news things. Tune in at 11 to find yeah. out what's in your house that can kill you. Are your children yeah. already dead? <laughs> check them. Check them. Mm-hmm. Uh, put a mirror up to their nose. Uh, and my final fact is an etymological one, and I discovered two words that have a common root that you wouldn't think would have the same uh, etymological origin. Is it root and root? It is is it etymological? It's etymological AF. I got <laughs> oh, but unnecessarily no, angry at a podcast I was listening to one time uh, where they kept saying, uh, what what is the study of insects? Entomology. Entomological. Yeah, en- entomology. Like they're well, according to entomology, but they meant for words, which is etymology, and it just drove right. me crazy because all I can think is like you're no like etymology, like you're getting this so wrong because etymology is the study of words, and you're getting that word wrong. Like there's, <laughs> it'd be like if. If you were falling out of the sky and you you were like, wow, inertia's really got a hold of me right now. No, it's gravity. You're dying. <laughs> Rob, what are your facts? It, 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 it wouldn't be so bad uh, falling to my death because of inertia. It wasn't for all this participation. Really <laughs> I guess it's the specific ocean that's causing it all. Rod. Uh, yeah, yeah. What are your facts? Um, I have, for all uh, intensive porpoises. Oh, my God. I have uh, a couple of uh, origin, word origin facts, phrase origins, as it were. And uh, uh, I have um, an interesting information about uh, the color orange as opposed to the fruit orange. Okay. As to which one came first. Ooh, interesting. And a teenager who recently turned down a Tesla to stop fucking with Musk. (laughs) Like Musk offered him a Tesla if mm-hmm. you stop fucking with me. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. Um, 
All right, but if, before we get to that, I uh, I want to just talk about some personal stuff real quick because um, I had a had a weird thing happen yesterday. So we were supposed to record this on Sunday, which we typically do, but Rod, you you couldn't make it. Uh, right, you had a previous engagement with your wife, and um, at, at she had a play. I'm assuming that went well. So James yes. and I decided, hey, instead of recording a show, let's just get drunk on Zoom. And I did something I've not done, I guess, in too long of a time, and was doing shots. Okay. Uh, I feel like I only did six. But I, by the time I made it downstairs and was with my family, after a while, I started to realize I must have done more than six because I was blackout drunk. <laughs> Blackout. <laughs> uh, bad, bad time. I get down there and I'm just like w- sitting there and watching TV with Finn. And he said he wanted to see basketball. So I put on the Michael Jordan Last Dance documentary because that's the same. And he was like, oh, Michael Jordan for space from Space Jam. And instead of, you know, putting Space Jam on, I decided to put on this documentary where the hero of Space Jam is a conceited asshole who is just cussing everybody did, did out. Did you do the, the full bore, like the Netflix one with all the swearing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Michael Jordan is like, and I told this motherfucker, you got to fuck with me while I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> like that kind of, and it's like, uh, yeah, this is good. You watch this because it's good stuff. You can learn from this. to be a competitor. And, <laughs> Rod, I, I know you've been drunk in very limited capacities, but you might have experienced this. I know, James, I'm sure you have. Yes. Um, but when you're blackout drunk, later you, you're, you're, I can't remember. I know there's like a, the, the phenom where your brain stops working. And so you're piecing together later snippets of things that you did over the course of a couple hours. See, in my head, this only lasted like an hour. Right. But it basically lasted from three until eight o'clock, where I was just... I, at one point, ordered Cheesecake Factory, and then when it came, had no idea that I'd ordered it. And everyone okay. was like, you ordered Cheesecake Factory? I was like, it's mine! <laughs> you stay away from my Cheesecake Factory! Apparently, oh I ordered like God, $170 dude. worth of Cheesecake Factory food. How much? 170 bucks because I ordered stuff for everybody. I just kept adding things to the cart based on what I thought they would want. Um, oh, <laughs> um, uh, I ate that food. I have no recollection of eating it except for Katie said at one point I was sitting at the dinner table just staring at the food. And she was like, are you okay? And I was like, good. I'm good. And I was like, I, it's very much... Uh, Hasselhoff on the floor eating the cheeseburger. Yeah, that's him. what I was just thinking of, actually. And uh, she she said that I ate the food like a dog. Um, like, literally, where at one point I was using my hands to eat orange chicken and rice. Oh, my uh, God. Because I, I, I dropped my fork on the floor. I was like, I don't need forks. So I was just <laughs> eating it. Uh, Henry compared it to a velociraptor. So I, I think that's a little more elegant. Um, right. And all of this to say, like, I slowly start sobering up. I'm not hungover at all, which is interesting. 
I had a little bit of a hangover. That is interesting. A waking hangover is an interesting thing because it's easier to deal with because you don't just wake up and you're just like, oh, God, oh, but you're just kind of just feel like shit for a couple hours and then it goes away. Um, I woke up and I was fine. Or, I mean, I, I fell asleep for like two hours and I woke up and I was I was fine. I wasn't really hungover. Um, but I had this horrible, horrible, because I could not remember what I did. This horrible feeling like, oh, my God, I've alienated my entire family. <laughs> and I just I'm a terrible father and they, they like not that not that the foundation of my relationship with my family and my children and my wife is based on respect necessarily um, <laughs> but I don't want them to be ashamed of me and universally <laughs> from every single one of these motherfuckers the reaction has been that was great you need to do that again <laughs> oh you're kidding me <laughs> it's pretty much right. and that's that's the opposite of what Carlin said. He's like, you know what you never hear? Dad, you really ought to drink more. <laughs> that's, that's, Henry literally told me that. He's like, can you wow. do that again? Like, it's a magic trick where I just, I just become brain dead and start ordering cheesecake. And because for them, it was, so, it was hilarious. I'm sitting there ranting about Michael Jordan. I'm ordering hundreds of dollars oh worth of overpriced food. Uh, yeah, see, I've never experienced that. Yeah, so I've never experienced. I put rum like in this hole, and magic comes out everywhere. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my magical power of forgetting how much money I have in my checking account and ordering a ton of food. Oh uh, my god! Yeah, no, I was like seriously worried when I came home from work today because everybody was asleep when I got up for work, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Right. I bet they fuck. They fucking hate me. Oh my god! I bet they're so disgusted with me. I'm I'm such a monster. And I, if my dad had done this, oh my god! Like I'm checking my my knuckles. Like did I punch anybody? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I when I came home from it really messed me up because when I came home from work, uh, Katie was wasn't in the kitchen. She's usually like it's just the time I come home is when she's also fixing Finn lunch. Right. She wasn't in there. And when I came in, I opened the door and I was like, hey, everybody. And Finn just ran upstairs. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, he's afraid of me. <laughs> the monster's home. It came in the house and, hey, everybody. And all the furniture and all the pictures <laughs> off the wall are gone. Just a note on the kitchen island. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm like, it's the end scene to every, like, 2000s aughts. Uh, uh, anti-hero type of show like Breaking Bad or <laughs> or, or uh, Mad Men or Rescue Me where he comes home and now the family's gone. Uh, right, right. Yeah, but apparently Finn was just playing hide and seek like it wasn't even, which apparently I did while I was blackout drunk and I bet he was amazing at it because there's a good chance it's a good thing his I mom was home. he was hiding in the first place. Because, right, I probably just forgot what I was even doing. Um... Yeah. Oh my god. I was texting I was texting Katie while she was like in the kitchen. Like texting right. her. And I, I I looked at my phone. I pieced together the that my evening based on these texts. It's like over four hours. I don't remember sending a goddamn text. James, you texted me at one point. I don't remember <laughs> responding to it. Now what's horrible about this is is that yeah, while I'm you know, I apparently I'm not an angry drunk, apparently I'm a very fun and generous drunk. I turn into Santa Claus. Oh Jesus. If I've been drinking. Uh it is scary because I've met people who like wake up in their driveway 
you know, that kind of drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know how I got home. That's that's kind of terrifying. I was, yeah, I was nowhere is. near that bad. But I don't know how it got so out of hand. Was I drinking that quickly, James? I, I mean, it was over like two so. hours. Yeah, because we, we sat and chatted for a bit. Yeah. Uh, Like from one to three? Uh, my time. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I guess it's just shots. I mean, I haven't done shots in a long time. It might it might even been a little before one year time. It might have been a little closer to noon year time. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But that's uh, funny. On one hand, I'm never gonna let it happen again. Uh, on the other hand, I guess maybe I'll do it at Christmas and treat him right. <laughs> I had a friend of mine one time that was a, a big drinker, and it always blew his mind that I didn't drink. And he would always ask me shit like, "You just you don't drink." Like one time he goes, "So wait a minute, you never just." passed out I'm like well not really i mean i've sat there you know knowing that i was getting tired watching tv and fell asleep because no but i mean like just like woke up and had no idea why you were where you were and i was like no no, no. That, i just go to bed you, you yeah. never got <laughs> was, in a fist you never got in a fist fight with liquor and it just knocked you the fuck out <laughs> no that's never happened to me wait was he saying like with with weed you don't pass out from well weed? just in general oh. like he was just blown away by the fact you've that never that been blacked out that that experience had never happened to me what, what that it, i had never black you know passed out what it affirmed to me though is i'm not a i'm not a pro at this <laughs> at all like for a little while i was worried i was developing a drinking problem i and I'm, I'm it's so pedestrian compared to what an actual drinking problem is which is like i guess like right, a bottle right. of vodka a day or something uh it's like a maybe if i'm really into it maybe a bottle of vodka a week um but it i like i'm never doing that that was just scary <laughs> like i'm like it, and then of course my son being a monster was like oh yeah you did kick the dog and I was like, no, I didn't. And he's like, no, you kicked the dog like through the sliding glass window. Like we repaired it. It's okay now. But he's never going to trust you again. And uh, you get really racist when you've been drinking against <laughs> Liberians. Like it's very strange. Um, yeah. Anyway. <sighs> I am not. I, I don't know how you guys feel about this. I, I have a very, it's because we're in Kansas. Well, we're, Rod is in Kansas City. I'm a big Chiefs fan. I know James has a an interest in them because I think of his love for me and Rod. I just have no interest in watching the Super Bowl, but at the same time, I kind of do. You know, do. that's so funny. Like, I, I want to watch it because it's it's going to be fun to watch it and have no stress whatsoever about the outcome. But at the same time, I, I hate both of these teams, and I just don't. I don't. Want I'm annoyed. One to win. Yeah, I don't care for either team, and I'm annoyed that my team lost so when they easily had it in the bag. Yeah, and then today, in fact, uh, I got a text early today from our good buddy Jeff it's saying Sunday, 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 and he's yeah. like, you know, Super Bowl party at my house Sunday, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, <laughs> which normally I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah, those parties were great. I mean, we, and it's going to be a good time. I know. But I think it, it got a little bit monotonous because I think every year we we had those. It was the Patriots were in the Super Bowl. It was those yeah. three years they went back to back. Uh, yeah. Which is crazy that we were there for the Falcons comeback. And I don't remember right. it that much, probably because I was blackout drunk, as I am prone to, to getting, apparently. 
I don't think it was that. It was just hanging out and doing other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Just because at the time, the, the game with New England, we're like, couldn't call us. yeah. Uh, but you guys, you feel the same way. You're just kind of like, eh. I am totally yeah. like I'm looking forward to seeing the fellas and yeah. hanging out. Right. But I'm not looking forward to the game at all. Like I'm thinking about making a bunch of crazy prop bets or something with my family. I don't know. Like I'll do a shot every time because apparently and they love it. <laughs> uh, That's something I should do sometime. I need to uh, pick a, a time and a place where I can actually get good. Ham. I haven't done uh, that in a very long time. Yeah. I would love to see you drunk. I have no idea what that's like. <laughs> I remember you telling me one time you drank like a big thing of Jägermeister. Oh, God. On a 4th of July. I think it's yeah, the last time I really drank. Yeah. I got sick. I and felt like shit. But yeah. And everybody that was there was like, oh, dude, that was great. Like, I was all I'm embarrassed. I, I know I made an ass right. of myself. It's it's a terrible feeling because yeah. you don't remember it. And then everyone's like, oh, my God. You, it's like people describing a movie that you start in it's like dementia is basically it's it's like it is like dementia. dementia like oh you were so funny and you were I'm like well, i don't i can't i can't replicate yeah. that no that didn't that's not how that went no way if your human brain is malfunctioning or your computer brain is malfunctioning it could be for the same reason maybe you poured alcohol into both of them I don't know what you do in your spare time, and I'm not going to judge you. You need to go to Cody Akins at AkinsPCRepair.com. Um, whether your computer is running like crap or just running slow or not running at all, take your computer him. If you just need a new computer and you don't want to pay a lot of money, he's got some great, great computers there at AkinsPCRepair.com. That's where I get my computers from. And I don't know if you've noticed, but since I started doing that, we've had a lot less technical problems with this podcast. Um, he knows how to fix anything from computers to iPhones. I know we've, we focus so much on computers cause that's literally in his name is PC repair, but I would never, if I had a problem with my phone, go to the geek squad or one of those places in the mall, I would take it directly to Cody because I would want it fixed as quickly and as efficiently as possible. And also a lot less expensive. That's just a fact. Um, if you're, if you have a, you know, work computer, you know, you, a lot of us are working from home now, and you, you're worried about losing your data. He's got a fifteen dollar a month protection plan. It'll back everything on your computer up to the cloud. So even if your hard drive, again, you pour hardcore grain alcohol into your hard drive, I'm assuming that's bad for it. Might actually be good for it. it say you pour soda and vodka, rum and coke into your hard drive and it's all spacey and forgetting things and sputtering and not doing well well that's fine it's all backed up to the cloud now i don't suggest you get this and then test it out by pouring rum and coke into it but if you did your stuff would be secure so go to my buddy cody akins at akinspcrepair.com that's akinspcrepair.com all right uh let's get into facts here is my first fact it's this. Um, there is a superstition about hiccups. Okay. And, you know, we all hate having hiccups. Actually, I don't hate having hiccups as much as I hate other people in my life having hiccups. Because uh, <laughs> what a I, love, attitude. I love her to pieces. But my wife, when she has hiccups, is so loud about it. Like, she doesn't even have the decency <laughs> to be quiet about her hiccups. It's... <laughs> 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 It's like Pee Wee Herman 
laughing in very short bursts. Just, ah, ah, ah. Yeah, that hurts. <laughs> ogre, ogre after he drank the punch in Revenge of the Nerds. Yes, it's like that. And it, just like, oh, oh my God, please stop. And the worst part about it is, you know, it, she'll be quiet. Like, there's no rhythm to it where it's like, it's just, oh, it's not, oh, God damn. <clears throat> anyway, there's an Albanian <laughs> myth or su- superstition about hiccups that when they occur, uh, it's because someone mentioned the hiccuping person's name in conversation. So to stop the hiccups, you have to say the names of anyone that you think is talking about you, and then the hiccups will cease once that gossiper's name is spoken. Does that person then end up with the hiccups, or I, keep passing I think it on it, to them? I, I think it transfers. I think it. Yeah, I think it has to go to that person. Uh, I mean, I think that that's just a silly thing. But also, how many people are that suspicious of the people in their life? Like, how I many people are like, I know the, the, these motherfuckers are talking. Not even su- suspicious. It's more like I am so self-centered that I can't believe that people aren't constantly talking about me. <laughs> like, I hope to God people aren't talking about me when I'm not around. Because I can't imagine it's right. any good. It's, it's, are you there? Yeah. Oh, hello? What? Right. Oh, there you are. Okay. Hello. Did you lose us? Rod's oh, losing. Nah, I can hear you. Okay. I can hear you. Okay. okay. That was sorry. That was frightening. Anyway, but that is yeah. one of those things that, uh, you know, people I, I hear people say shit like that. Like, you know, well, I bet they were talking about me or we got you know, something. I can't imagine people sitting around talking about me. Like, why would you be talking about? That just seems so weird to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what? What the hell? I could. I guess I could see. Somebody saying, oh, remember the time Rod, you know, wrecked a boat or whatever mm-hmm. when we were all in the boat and he, he was driving, he wrecked a boat. But other than that, why would you be? I don't know. That that seems weirder to me than somebody sitting around saying some bad shit about me. Yeah, I, I it would wreck the boat. Don't wreck the boat, baby. baby Usually people boat. are talking about oh, you. I wrecked the good. boat. Do, I wrecked do the boat. either of you have this fear? Because there is somebody in my life that I, I tend to complain about a lot at, uh, at work. Um, no. Me, a complainer about somebody I might work with or for. Uh, and I worry that by saying their name, it's going to trigger my phone and then <laughs> send them a text of all the things I'm saying. Does anybody else have that fear? Just an open line of you just going. Yeah. Just no. Oh my nah. God. And then, right. Now it's just found another reason to whatever. No, no, no. You're the only one. I'm the only one. Great. Great. Yeah, you're the only one. Uh, so I have a bunch of old wives' tales uh, that are just, in fact, that bullshit old wives' tales that I go over because that you know the Albanian hiccup one is good. Right. Um, for instance, sw- swimming after eating will not give you debilitating cramps. Um, if you don't wait at least thirty minutes before jumping in the pool. You'll be fine. The doctors at Duke Health say the science behind this tall tale is all wet. <laughs> While the body does send extra blood to aid in digestion, it's not enough to keep your arm and leg muscles from functioning. You might get a small cramp, but nothing fatal. Uh, human urine heals jellyfish things. According to the Mayo not Clinic, true. not true. Uh, the best thing to do is remove the stinger with a fine tip tweezers and then soak the affected area in hot water or take a hot shower, not a golden shower, whether it's hot or not. I, I never understood why the um, 
where the 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 myth came from that urine is is sterile for, for yes like i've never i've heard people say oh well you're no it's not it's fucking gross yeah how could it be so well, it's like it's, it's like sterile? people saying dogs mouths are clean have you right. seen what dogs do with their mouths yeah no yeah. the dog eats poop yeah um i i think that all came from an episode of friends the the uh p no and, it's been around before uh, that maybe. um Let's see. Plucking gray hairs will make more grow. That's bullshit. Uh, cats suck babies' breath. I've never heard this one before. So hang, hang oh, yeah. with me. Yeah, that's the like, only that's place like... I ever heard that was in the Stephen King thing. Oh yeah, there was a yeah. Stephen it's King in thing a bro. really bad movie. I'm sure the book's good, but the movie was called like Cat's Eyes or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was terrible. Uh. It's a 300-year-old case in which a child was supposedly strangled to death by a cat, which <laughs> when they say strangled, I'm imagining the cat having, like, its little cat paws. <laughs> yeah, no. you fucking, you took them from me! <laughs> um, today we know the baby will likely pass from, yeah, apparently it's sudden infant death syndrome is the most likely culprit, uh, and while you should always monitor pets near babies, your cat likely doesn't bear yours any ill well uh sometimes cats will just get up in your face and like just huff your breath yeah I it, think that's they do that they do like doing that yeah something weird about the phrase sudden infant death syndrome and i don't know what it is because it seems horrible i mean it is horrible but it's like sudden infant death syndrome like as opposed <laughs> to prolonged infant death syndrome i guess i don't know like don't we all have prolonged infant death syndrome in a way? <laughs> I've got long-term. Long-term infant death syndrome. I mean, I'm. <laughs> it's been in remission for a while, but it could come back at any point. You never know. Oh, Jesus. Uh, and eating carrots will give you better eyesight. That's BS. I'm just going through these. Supposedly, and I, I don't know if it's apocryphal or if there's any facts to it, Um it was from World War II and after the British had developed radar and the Germans couldn't figure out why they were having so much success when they were night bombing mm -hmm. and the British were succeeding and shooting them down and they didn't want to let slip that they developed this this radar technology so they were like oh no we feed our pilots a bunch of carrots and they can see amazing <laughs> at night I don't doubt that propaganda. Yeah, there was a <laughs> lot of silly right. shit like that back then. Oh, and finally, hair of the dog doesn't cure a hangover. Um, I, That's not true. I think that that is it's probably true in that it eases the symptoms because getting drunk eases a lot of pain. So Where I think that? that that's that's it. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't make any sense that, you know, you de you're dehydrated. You just need to wait that out and get some water in your system. Uh, all right, James, what is your first fact? My first fact is about a scary German guy born outside the city of Darmstadt. His name was Johann Conrad Dippel. Catchy <laughs> name. Uh, born into a family of means. Uh, studied at the nearby University of Gleisen or Gießen, I'm sorry, Gießen. He pursued theology, philosophy, and alchemy obtained a master's degree in theology at the age of 20. Uh, he had some kind of controversial theological writings uh, throughout his time, had uh, some fairly fierce critics and uh, proponents. Uh, one of his 
big supporters was a guy named Emanuel Swedenborg, Swedenborg, which is in Swedenborg, awesome. Swedenborg. Uh, but he later changed his tune, calling Dipple the most a most vile devil who attempted wicked things, stating further that he was bound by no principle, but was in general opposed to all, and became angry when anyone contradicted him. Said that Dipple was a cultish opportunist who used his theological charisma for his own financial gain. Uh, Dipple was eventually imprisoned for seven years for heresy. Uh, <laughs> he created a a thing he called Dipple's Oil, mm-hmm. which was uh, a byproduct of distilling animal bones. Mm. Uh, said to have been a dark, viscous, tar-like substance that had an unpleasant smell. It was used as late as World War II mm-hmm. uh, by the Germans as an insect and animal repellent, but they also used it in mm-hmm. enemy territories to make uh, well water undrinkable. Uh, how nice. And it's not because it was poisonous, it's just because it made it taste Tasted so really fucking bad. bad nobody wanted anything to do with it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so it wow. technically was not outlawed by the Geneva Protocol. Ah, because it, it was just gross. So they were allowed right. to do it by the rules because it didn't kill anybody. It was just horrible. Yeah, I love um, that. He used this same oil in an attempt to make a red dye. Uh, it failed drastically, but it did create a very vibrant blue dye uh, that well, can be is known a as Prussian blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was considered the f- world's first synthetic pigment. Additionally, over time, they have found out it can be used medicinally. Okay. If taken orally to cure certain heavy metal poisonings, including wow. thallium and cesium. Okay. So, uh, he he and his religious leanings got a bit more and more unpopular. He was banned from the countries of Sweden and Russia. Uh, Good God. Yeah. Uh, he eventually gave up faith altogether and just really leaned into the alchemy. Like yeah. that was that was his sweet spot. Um, he performed a lot of experiments on dead animals. Who doesn't? And he had a paper that he had published that said that you could transfer the soul from one body to another with a funnel uh <laughs> <laughs> with a which funnel. makes me just think of like miracle max from the princess bride right uh, uh eventually like he he kind of he set up a lab and did his thing and just kind of stayed away from he's kind of a hermit but that's when a lot of rumors went around about him Grave robbing, experimenting with going. dead bodies, yep. having sold his soul to the <clears> devil, <throat> all kinds of things like this. He died in 1734 at the age of 60. This is uh, after having claimed the previous year that he had discovered an elixir that would allow him to live to the age of 135. <laughs> what? Shot a little high on that. That's just. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what's funny about that, but like 135. Ah, 136 ain't going to turn out great. 135 is fine. That's fine. That's it's good enough. You can't hope for more than that. Nah, if you want more uh, than that, you're just greedy. 
so uh, now this is a, you know his story probably would have ended there uh kind of a local legend maybe a cautionary tale if it weren't for a couple of vacationing lovebirds lovebirds who visited the area around 180 years later by the way love mary woolen stonecraft and percy shelley came through and possibly heard tales of dipple yep particularly about his place of birth castle frankenstein, frankenstein. Yep. ah yeah yeah, yeah. So there was this uh, weird fucking German guy <laughs> who, who did was crazy experiments. Transfer souls, and he wanted to live forever, and he was grave robbing, and all this Interesting. stuff. Interesting. And, uh, yeah. So, and and what's fascinating, I, I have you ever read the original book, The Frankenstein? No, I never There's have. so many. It's such an interesting book because when you think... Mary Shelley was like 18 when she wrote this goddamn thing. I mean, she was a kid when she wrote this. And it's really well, and well it written. Was like a, it was like a almost a bet kind of thing. Yeah, like it was like they were telling like, oh, ghost like- stories because uh, I believe it was around the same time that Krakatoa had gone off. And like the the Europe was like covered in like this gray shroud. So it was like boring and you can go anywhere, do anything. And so they would just sit around like with the lights on or, or fires going telling ghost stories. And yeah, she heard about this and somebody was like, Oh, you should, should write that down. That's a pretty good story. She did, but it's like the first Far sci-fi out. novel. Um, it's the first horror novel. It's amazing. And like, she gets so little credit. Cause when we talk about, you know, the inventors of sci-fi, it's always HG Wells and, right. Um, and, uh, Jules Verne, Jules Verne. And she beat them motherfuckers by like 60 years. Uh, wow! But yeah, based on a true story though, Castle Frankenstein, this dude Robin Graves, just a creepy German weirdo. But honestly, are there any other kind of Germans? No, no, no. All there's no other weirdos. kind of Germans. They're all creepy. They just are, with the way they speak and the way they do things and their hands. So next time you see an actual German, look at their hands. Always dirt underneath the fingernails from grave robbing. <laughs> All right, uh, Rod. What is your first fact? Uh, my first fact is the uh, um, the word orange. It, this came up a long time ago. Basically, stoner talk, you know, like that whole. But today is the tomorrow we talked about yesterday. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, so, what came first, the orange on a tree or the color orange in the crayon box? And uh, it is actually the tree. Okay. Um, Huh. The earliest recorded use of orange, as in the fruit, in English terms, comes from the 1300s, early 1300s. And um, there was a, it's translated from some other language, from literally orange tree. Hmm. And so they call that an orange. And uh, early 1300s. Uh, oh, came to us from old French or but anyways, the point is, um, it wasn't until the 1500s that they started calling the color orange before that it was literally called yellow red, yellow red in, in English and everything they can find in English writings between 1300s or before up to the 1500s was this weird word. That was basically yellow red, but yeah. you know the weird old English red was like Erod, 
but uh, yellow red. And uh, it wasn't until the 1500s in in writings that they found that, yeah, that's now the color is is orange as well as the fruit. It's interesting how language affects our brains and our ability to actually perceive the world because um, there is, I read this article year, this was like 10 years ago, about how the word blue didn't exist to describe anything. Like really? in, yeah, like in the Iliad, like old, you know, Homer, the uh, Odyssey, all that stuff. The water isn't described as blue. It's described as like uh, wine red. And like the sky itself is called like gray or purple or things like that. But they never use blue because blue is one of the least common colors in actual nature. And it wasn't until we developed synthetics like James's guy, uh, Dipple. Uh, to make blues that we even started thinking of things as blue. Like, you know, if your eyes really? are blue, well, people would say they were gray. Uh, it's It just wasn't that common of a color. So that that's one. The other thing is I, I found out this out recently that apples are not native to Europe. And uh, they actually come from, I guess it's technically Europe, but it's very Eastern Europe. Uh, they come from Kazakhstan. And there's just like this small area there called like the land of apples or something like that. And they started spreading out, but they weren't in Europe. Like you would never have seen an apple until the 1500s in Europe, which is just weird. Like, and I I also saw like tomatoes uh, are, you know, a a North American plant. They didn't have those in, in Italy. So I don't know how they're making any of their food. Uh, And, Peppers, same thing. Like, if you ever had Indian food, it's just filled with spicy peppers. They didn't have peppers. Those were in North America until, like, they, they didn't have those until the 1700s. So, so much, it's just weird. Like, if you went back in time, nothing would be what you think it would be. Like, you go, oh, I'm going to go back in time with Mr. Peabody and get a pizza in Italy. They didn't have that shit. I mean, they might have, but it wouldn't have had any sauce on it. Uh, that's so weird it is weird and and the language stuff always every time i go back and and look up origins and read about origins it fascinates me that you know the only way we know shit is by right from writings from people (laughs) writing you know be it diaries books newspapers whatever and (laughs) so yeah we can that's how they figure shit out they go well this phrase or term or word wasn't used until this point you know and uh, well, Shakespeare and, yeah, invented most of that shit. Me how they have to figure that shit okay, out. Okay. Okay. I had this moment on air the other day. I think it was on Friday. And both Ayla and Jim are like, you're such an idiot. Like, I, like, what is wrong with you? Where, um, <laughs> we, it was a, a question for the trivia thing that we do. And uh-huh. it was like, uh, what is the joint called that, that allows you to bend your arm to the elbow? And I just right. realized if you help, hold, it's an L. Your arm is an L and it bows. It's an elbow. Oh my God. And they're like, you're such an idiot. But I've had so many people over the last couple of days going like, oh my God, you blew my mind. <laughs> How many people are stoned that early in the morning? <laughs> yeah. Other than me, apparently. Uh, all right. My second fact is this. In 1921, there was a spiritualist named Thomas Lynn Bradford, and he had a friend named Ruth Doran. And 
they wanted to see whether it was possible to communicate with the dead. And they, I guess, were a bit proactive and they were tired of waiting for the dead to come to them and just seeing what they could find out or whatever. <clears throat> so they hatched a plot. Bradford, uh, Thomas Lynn Bradford, decided to seal himself in his apartment and turn on his gas stove and blow out the pilot light and then die. <laughs> And the yeah. plot was, and then after I die, I'll come to you as a ghost, and uh -huh. I'll talk to you, and we'll prove that there is life after death. Now, the interesting thing about this is that uh, he didn't. Uh, she never picked up any vibes from him, was never able to talk to him. And what's fascinating about that to me is, like, she didn't lie. Yeah. Like their whole reputation was based on this. And she was like, dude, I'm, I'm getting nothing from this dude. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't know what happened to this bro, but he's, he ghosted me. <laughs> he ghost ghosted me. He ghost ghosted me. Uh, the only thing I can figure out is that this was all just something she concocted because she actually murdered his ass. And she's like, no, no, we had this thing where he said he was going to kill himself and then talk to me after he was dead if that was possible. But as we see, it's not. So don't ask me any questions about what happened to him either because I won't be able to tell you shit. Uh, so there you go. There's no life after I, death. I just... Not only are you counting on life after death, you're also counting on that being a ghost is your, like choice you yeah. know what i mean like you could just decide you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna be right i'm just gonna talk to like people. there's no rules involved or which i, I don't know it's just the, the whole thing seems really really like, bad I, I, the way i always looked at it is like if i'm dead and i'm in heaven i'm not talking to you people <laughs> i got better things to do <laughs> oh yeah uh kurt cobain and Jimi hendrix are putting on a concert it's uh, the left-handed dudes from seattle concert uh i'm gonna go check that i could sit here and tell you hey don't worry about me i'm in a better place but I'd rather go to that that concert. Sorry, oh, yeah. These guys are shredding on their angel harps. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> Hendrix is playing with his teeth. Uh, uh, what's interesting about spiritualist is around the same time. I mean, they were very popular in America. I think because you know, probably from deaths from the bird flu, uh, and also World War One. Harry Houdini, when he died. He was always into exposing these people as frauds because that's what they were. And he told right. his wife, like, if I die, and he did, that's a whole other story, but he was kind of right. killed. Um, if if I die, we'll have a secret word. And you should go to spiritualists and people who do seances, and I have to say that secret word. Right, right. If I don't say it, then you know it's bullshit. And so she did. She went after he died. She went to a bunch of people and they were like, oh, Harry's Years. here. And they would never say the secret word. It would be pretty easy for the spiritualist to be like, yeah, he's saying there's a secret word, but he just can't remember it. Like, <laughs> was it harder? Well, was I'm, that, I'm sure was that she the didn't word? go in saying, I'm I sure mean, she didn't walk in saying, now there's going to be a secret word. Right. Yeah. Well, right. wonderful antiquing look you know you're married for a while and sometimes you you have those secret words and um sometimes in the heat of the moment you forget them you don't know why they're screaming banana 
but <laughs> they so, are. So and you don't want to put this, down the writing crop. There's a damn it. Uh, there's a show. It's called Murderville. That's what it is. There's a show that just came out on Netflix called Murderville. Mm -hmm. And I thought, hey, this looks really funny. And it's a, a cheesy detective show. And the guy's like Terry Seattle. And he's like this badass homicide detective. And every week he has and there's every week there's an, a murder that they have to solve. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's some kind of loose script. And then every week he has a different guest like a, a some kind of celebrity guest star that is totally clueless as to the script or anything. Oh, that's interesting. And, and they just go in and do it. And I'm like, oh, this could be really funny. And the first one's with Conan O'Brien. Huh. I got about halfway through it. It was really boring. And oh, I just couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. I was going to give it another chance. But in that, they go to this murder where a guy has accidentally, a magician accidentally sold a woman in half. And it's supposed to be the trick, but he really sold her in half. Yeah. And Conan's like, did you think maybe to stop? Because he's like, there was so much blood. And it, did you think <laughs> maybe to stop? Going? <laughs> yeah. and, 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 you know, and he goes, well, well, I, I guess maybe I probably should have. And he's like, well, did did you guys have some kind of safe word? He goes, yeah, if something goes wrong, she was supposed to say, stop. Something's gone wrong. <laughs> but she didn't say that. She just kept saying, oh, my God, you're sawing me in half. <laughs> That was the funniest moment of the whole show. The rest of it was pretty bad. Yeah, the rest yeah. of it was pretty bad. Uh, all right, James, what is your second fact? This is about the 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 item that's lurking in your house waiting to kill you. Ooh. So you remember. I'm, Do you want I'm to go waiting. to an ad right now? Yeah. No, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so here's the thing. <clears throat> all potatoes contain a natural compound called solanine. It is a colorless, bitter-tasting alkaloid. Um, and this is because potatoes are in the same family as nightshade. Uh, so mm -hmm. are tomatoes. Uh, so they all have solanine in them. And right. solanine can be poisons. Uh, the solanine is predominantly found in the skin of the potato. And in standard dosages, for like a 200-pound person, you'd have to eat like 20 pounds of potatoes with the skins in a sitting. Okay. Right. So it's, it's not particularly likely. However, if exposed to light, the solanine levels in potatoes can increase tenfold. Also, they tend to produce more solanine when they rot. So, um, if you ingest a potato that has this uh, heightened level of solanine and you reach that point where there's too much in your system, you can deal with things um, such as uh, headache, fever, stomach pain, diarrhea, vomiting, and lowered pulse rate and breathing rate. In sufficient quantity, the solanine can become gaseous and potentially fatal. This was the case in Leshivo, a town in the Russian Republic of Tartarstan in 2013, when an eight-year-old girl named Maria Shelashiva was reportedly, purportedly left orphaned when her entire family succumbed to solanine gas poisoning in their root cellar. Huh. Oh, my goodness. So they're all sitting around the house getting ready for dinner. And her 42-year-old father, Mikhail, um, head down to the cellar, grab some stuff. Goes down, 
He's down there. He's down there. So his wife, Anastasia, 38, goes, ah, something's wrong. Let me go down there. See what's going on. She doesn't come up. She doesn't come up. So Maria's 18-year-old brother, Georgie. All right, let me go see what's going on down here. And now it's a horror, <laughs> you know? Like, Yeah. It's a good thing they didn't all decide to go down at once. Goes down. Same thing. Nothing's happening. Yeah. Uh, Anastasia's mom, so the grandma of Maria, 68-year-old, her name was... Yes. Ireta. Yeah. It's an odd name. Okay. Anyway, so she calls a neighbor and goes, hey, there's something weird going on here. But she says it in Russian because she's Russian. Weirdo. Right. Anyway, uh, she's like, something's going on here. Can you call for help? I don't know why she didn't. Or she's like, or get help, whatever. But then she gets antsy and goes down to investigate. Nothing happens. So the only thing that's different is she doesn't close the door. She opens the, uh. the cellar door, goes down, doesn't come up. So it's a little while passes, and Maria, she's eight. She's, what's, what's, what's going on? So she goes downstairs and sees them all unconscious, unresponsive, lying on the floor. Yeah. Initially, she thinks, you know, they're playing some fucking gag on me. And like, like, no, they're not responding at all. Right. So she goes back upstairs. At this point, shortly thereafter, the neighbor shows up with some authorities, police, whatever. Um, and it turns out that they had some potatoes down there that had started to rot pretty bad and had produced solanine gas. Huh. And in that confined space, they breathed enough solanine gas in that they passed out, their breathing dropped, huh. and they suffocated one at a time. Why didn't Until, they find the other bodies, like, in the meantime? Like, I don't, like, if I went down there and I saw three people, I would go, like, oh, my God, and run back upstairs. I don't, like, I don't know how Dark much it, was. it takes. Yeah. Or yeah. how quick it overcomes you. Or if they're like, oh, my God. And they're like, oh, what's going on? And, like, trying to rouse them. And then, like, oh, oh yeah. too late. But it's, it's, it's wild because the authorities said that, you know, this is what it was. It was solanine gas. And it was because these potatoes were rotten so bad. Uh and if the grandma hadn't left the door open, which allowed the gas to disperse enough, right, they would have killed the little girl too. Uh, and like by the time the authorities got there and were able to, like, they were all dead. Like there uh, was no helping them because enough time had lapsed at, you know, it had overcome their systems and they just couldn't breathe. But yeah, so be careful with your potatoes. Potatoes can kill you. Have you ever had like a potato rot in your house? We. Oh yeah. When we moved in, this was 14, 15 years ago, we lived in this place in Fairview Heights. And when we moved in, I guess the people before us had left just like a, not a bag of potatoes, but like a potato with a bag of potatoes, but like just with one potato in it underneath the sink. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 And it was fine when we moved in. But after a couple of weeks, we we're like, what? This is, there is a horrifying smell coming from it's, somewhere in here. It's, it's like the worst, um, 
like a stranger's baby just took the biggest evil dump in a diaper. Right. Right into your nose. Like used your nose for a diaper. And, and it's a stranger's baby, so there's like no tolerance for right, it. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't care about this baby. It's disgusting. Uh all right, that's that's fascinating. Potatoes can kill you more ways than one. I mean, I just assumed from eating them and making me fat and gross and whatever. Uh Rod, what is your second fact? My second fact is um, there is a 19-year-old young man by the name of Jack Sweeney. Um, Jack Sweeney is evidently a very, very smart young man and into computers and whatnot. So uh, Jack has uh, come up with these um, these bots, you know, those little AI little programs that track things. Mm-hmm. And they can they make them for all kinds of stuff to track, you know, people buying things, visiting sites, whatever it is. So this one, he's these particular ones. Okay. Evidently there is air traffic controller information out there. That is technically public information because for whatever reason, but you've got to know how to find it to go through. I guess you got to go through a lot of trouble to find this information. Mm -hmm. So like if you knew someone who had a private jet, a private plane, you could get this information and find out when they were going to fly and where they were going to fly to. Right. Because they have to log things. Right. You can't just jump in a plane and go somewhere. You got to, you know, log that information. Yeah. So the point is, he developed these bots and he set them out uh, like there's like I guess he has like 15 different accounts of very wealthy people like Elon Musk, Bezos, Gates, these kind of people. And he has these bots out there that track their private planes. Mm -hmm. And so he knows and makes public, uh, I think through Twitter. um, Yeah. Elon jet on Twitter uh, makes public when they are going to be flying and where they're going to be flying to. And um, some of these people don't like it. So I guess Elon Musk himself has tracked this young man down and messaged him several times and saying, you know, I, I really don't don't like this. Uh, I feel like and he's like, you know, it's public information. It's not like I've you know hacked something to get this information. I'm just telling people. And there's a direct quote in one of his uh, you know texts saying, I don't like the idea of someone showing up to or being. I don't like the idea of being shot by, by a nutcase who shows up somewhere where I've just landed. What? That's that's what okay. he says. Okay. And um, so anyways, there's a lot of back and forth with people saying whether or not this guy should or shouldn't be releasing this information. Um, I guess somewhere through their task text, um, this uh, this kid, um, Jack Sweeney, Jack uh, said that, um, you know, Maybe you give me a Model S3 fully loaded and shit. You know, I'll stop. I'll shut it down. It's like one hundred and twenty. Uh, Musk offered him car. five grand. Five and he grand. Told him to fuck. Yeah, five thousand dollars. Told him to fuck off. Uh, said his counter was fifty thousand, to which Musk did not reply. Dude's worth eighty billion dollars and is lowballing right. some kid. Okay. Um. So I guess just this last week. Uh, he was contacted by a uh, CEO of whatever the hell Tesla, you know, lease thing is. Anyways, yeah. they said that they would give him a uh, three years lease on a Model 3 
Tesla, fully loaded, no strings attached. He could have it for three years, but at the end of the three years, he had to give it back, it back yeah. if he took down the account. And he said, no. He said, no, I want a car. I said, you know, you give me my own car that I don't have to give back in three yeah, years. Maybe. But no. for the birds. And by and the so way, a, of- a, a Model 3 fully loaded is not. That's what I have. Like, that's not that great. Like, it's it's okay. It's cool, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. It's not a Model S. It's maybe like a fifty thousand dollar car. It's not the one where the doors automatically open. Yeah, yeah. Doors so go yeah, like this. I just think it's interesting, and uh, yeah. it, like I said, it's uh, uh, good for this kid because you know so many of these fucking assholes in Silicon Valley they start off like this kid they start yeah, off where, like we're rebels and we're pirates and we, we like Steve Jobs told us to think different and that's what we do and then this kid's doing I mean Steve Jobs literally got his start doing shit like this like yeah, uh, yeah. he found out how to hack uh, long distance phones where he and, and Wozniak invented this thing that they sold out of the back of like um comic books blue box the blue box yeah and uh where you could hack it and you could like it i can't remember you had to like make the sounds yourself or whatever but you could hack it so that you got free long distance different coins in a payphone when you insert them it makes a different sound yeah and it phone system picks up that sound and it would recreate the sound of the coins being entered so you just be like uh, they just put fifty dollars worth of quarters in. That's what it was. Yeah, and the phone is like, yep, yeah, that, yep, yeah, that's what you right. did. Yeah, they start off doing stuff like this only to to be the same people who turn around and be like, you know what? I don't really appreciate this kid who's <laughs> taking matters in his own hands and and saying fuck the system. The system's great now that I'm, you know, right now that in, I'm part of I'm, it. I'm the one sitting in the chair behind the whatever. Uh, all right, my third and final fact is this. Bruce Willis was once offered uh, a role in a movie, and he said he he turned it down. He said he didn't understand how the movie would work because the character he would be playing would be dead for the majority of the movie. And the role was that of Patrick Swayze's character in the movie Ghost. Nine years oh, later, really? obviously, Bruce Willis thought better of it and starred in The Sixth Sense. Uh, where his character was dead for the majority. Well, actually, the entirety of the movie, I suppose, other than flashbacks. Uh, what I just I found interesting about that because I don't know if you've watched Ghost recently, but uh, that's a weird movie. Like yeah. that movie is a strange combination of horror, sci-fi, and romance, and it right. it works. Like it's a good movie. And and then Whoopi Goldberg's just thrown in there being, you know, all Whoopi and Yeah, yeah. before she was anti-Semitic. Um but it's it's a good movie and it, it holds up. I was just wondering like how many other actors turned down roles in movies that would have been great for them. So I went and looked. Uh just some random ones here. Denzel Washington was offered the role of uh the was originally offered the role of uh, the main detective in Seven. Not Brad Pitt's guy, but Morgan right, Freeman's right. guy. Morgan Freeman's. Yeah. Um, and Leonardo DiCaprio was originally offered the role of Dirk Diggler in Boogie Nights. Oh, really? Turned it down because he didn't... He was working on Titanic at the time, and he was like, I don't know, this Titanic thing's probably going to be huge, and uh, I I have to show my wang. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I- 
he may have suggested uh, Mark Wahlberg for that. Maybe, maybe it, it doesn't I, say I in this article. I recall but having heard something about. It. He's like, I can't do it, but he's like, you know who you should think about the Funky Bunch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Madonna was going to play Trinity in the Matrix, but turned that down. Uh, Brad was? Pitt and Will Smith were both. I think this is pretty famous. I think everybody knows this, but we're both offered the role of Neo in the matrix and both of them turned it down and Keanu Reeves ended up playing Neo and kind of re-energize his career. Cause I don't, I don't remember like Keanu wasn't like dead in the water, but I don't know that he was really knocking it out of the park at that point. Right. His heat from speed had died. Down. Yeah. Cause speed was his big thing. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was a couple years later. Um, I don't care about that. Michael Keaton. Oh, I love this one, considering we just had Groundhog Day uh, a little under a week ago. Michael Keaton was originally tapped for the Bill Murray role in Groundhog Day, but turned it down. Uh, he said, I just didn't get it. Like, I, I read the script, and I just didn't get it. This guy sounds like an asshole, um, and he sounds like every other sardonic, glib young man I've played, and it ended up being so great, but you, you can't do it better than Bill Murray did it. If I'd have done it, the movie would have been a flop. God bless Michael Keaton. And I, I, I to say is, Michael Keaton just seems like a good dude. Like, I don't know him, but yeah. he's one of those guys you never hear anything bad about. You never hear anything. Nobody's ever, like, you know, the stories about Michael Keaton behind the scenes. <laughs> you know how you know he's a, he's still a good He still roots for the goddamn Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah. What kind it's of his hometown ma- team? And he just masochist. Yeah, well, you know he's a good guy. He started off on Mister Rogers for God's sake. Did you know? he really? Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah. Went yeah. up to Mister Rogers like you want to get nuts? <laughs> Let's, Let's get, get nuts. <laughs> uh, Eddie Murphy was originally tagged to play the Bob Hoskins role in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That's the last one I'll do. He said he didn't get it. He was like, you know, it's humans interacting with cartoons. That just seems stupid. And I, I have to it say, was. I think it would have failed if Eddie Murphy had been the main character in it. Because I think what sold that was Bob Hoskins is not the kind of guy you would see in that kind of movie, which just kind of made it real. Right. Yeah, he was very much the old movie guy. Yeah. He yeah. fit that Oh, he fit that perfectly. So well. Yeah. He was the doughy British hard man. <laughs> He's so good in that, too. Like, I, if, you, if you go back and watch Who From Roger, that holds up, like... The animation and yeah, the effects. Uh, they they just it was a perfect blend of of practical and special effects that that just really really works. So there you go, uh, James. What is your third and final fact? My third and final fact is an etymology one. Um, there are two words that I found out uh, share a common root, uh, Latin root word. You would not necessarily think them to be related. Uh, one is a hard right wing political ideology, and the other is a derogatory term for a male homosexual. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, there is a symbol uh, which is assumed to be Etruscan in origin, was later used extensively in medieval heraldry, is even on the reverse side of the Mercury dime. Uh, it's a single-headed axe surrounded by birch rods arranged in a bound cylinder. Okay. It was used in Roman times as a symbol of strength through unity, essentially meaning that the, the, the birch rods could be broken individually very easily, 
But if you bring them all together, right. it's much more difficult. Yes, all, together all we form together. a mighty, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. So um, it was a symbol of strength and unity, um, but uh, it also recognized the power of the government through the acts uh, up to and including uh, the use of capital punishment. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the government's in the middle, all of us working together, make it stronger, but, you know, we can still do it. Mighty f- uh the the symbol is called a fascist. Uh and it it's uh F A S C E S, a fascist. Uh-huh. And Benito Mussolini thought that was fucking rad. He thought it was so rad it is on the fascist Italian flag, I which is it. the normal Italian flag with an eagle holding a fascist. Uh, he named his political party the fascist. the fascist party. So wait, are you saying yes. that those two words? <laughs> please, please continue. Oh my god! So the uh, the the root is uh, it's French by way of Latin, and it's I think fascis, and it's. Yeah, it's a a bundle of sticks, and uh, which is also known as a faggot. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, <clears throat> fascism, fascist, has the same root root as as yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember. Where and I, I s- thought that was very interesting. <laughs> I. Because you wouldn't necessarily. <laughs> I mean, I can't. Mm, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to get Joe Rogan here. So I'm just gonna move on. But I do think that it's really funny uh, that, 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 like, with the term for the homosexual men, I, I saw somebody say like that the reason they're called that is because they're supposed to burn. Like, I don't think that's no, accurate. I don't that's think that that's accurate true. either. But like that's that I heard that I was like, it's probably as James likes to say, ap- apocryphal. But at the same time, kind of stunningly, I don't know, on point uh, for how people viewed them. Um, yeah, you know the the actual word homosexual didn't exist until like the eighteen sixties, eighteen seventies. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Like it. What people didn't really have a name for that. It was just like, oh, that dude likes dudes. I guess. <laughs> uh, it was the Germans who came up with it because it wasn't considered like any kind of psychological thing. It was just kind of like, oh, you know, it, it wasn't accepted. I'm just saying, like people didn't didn't think of it as oh, Ed? a character yeah, trait Ed isn't so much as a flaw. What Ed, Ed, Ed likes fellas. He doesn't like the ladies. <laughs> well, it's also it was also weird back then because people shared beds all the time, and like two the idea of two guys sharing a bed wasn't that weird. So you probably get away with it a lot better. Beds are expensive. I mean, it's funny because <laughs> I've heard uh, Abraham Lincoln people are like, you know, he was actually gay. Like, really? really? He, why was why was he gay? The guy who was married and had children with a woman, he was gay. It's like, yeah. well, look up Edward Speed. So he like when he was poor. He shared a bed with another man. Yes, yes. But a lot of guys did that back then. You know, it wasn't, it was, nobody really thought twice about it back then. All right, Rob, what is your third and final fact? 
my third and final fact is kind of like what you were uh, talking about earlier. It's it's just some interesting uh, phrase origins, but uh, I guess these all basically came from the military in one way or another, uh, or the Navy or whatever. Like, for example, um, the term bikini. Mm-hmm. Yep. Actually comes from Bikini Island. Yep. Uh, bikini, bikini Atoll or something like that. That's it. Some Marshall Island is where they were first. uh, um, What am I trying to say here? Nuclear Uh, weapons testing. testing. testing, Yes. Uh, First testing atomic bombs. That's why. And setting them off. And when uh, around the same time, French designer Louis, whatever the hell, uh, was, you know, looking for a name for his fancy two piece bathing suit. Uh, he thought that it would be uh, a big explosion uh, in the uh, fashion world. Sure. And he also thought that it looks like maybe what was left over after a bomb went off, just very little clothing left. <laughs> so he decided to go with bikini. Um, deadline. I didn't realize this. The term deadline comes from the Civil War. And they would literally they would have uh, prisoners of war. And but they weren't going to go and build an actual place or a fence or anything. So they would just draw a line and say, if you cross this line, we're going to shoot you. And then they would put someone there with a gun. And that was the deadline. Hmm. And if you went across that line, you would be dead. Uh, Hey, real quick uh, on the bikini thing. I just wanted to Uh mention this. It's one of my favorite things. It's just a dumb thing. So, you know, where SpongeBob SquarePants lives and a pineapple and bikini bottom bikini bottom. Which is, I've always thought that was so clever. Uh, but the theory is that the reason that those anthropomorphic animals exist down there is because <sighs> of the nuclear testing going on at Bikini Atoll, and it uh, filtered down to the sea creatures, and now they are they're sentient and they have life. And I, don't, it, it's it's a silly thing, but I'm like, ah, sure, why not? Why not? Yeah. Anyway, it's interesting. Um, um I, I, on on an unrelated but kind of related mm-hmm. um there are li- like at, at my jail <clears throat> there were lines around like the little officers podium in the housing units that you know, inmates weren't supposed to walk over those lines because they they were getting a little too close to oh yeah the control panel and all of that and that okay. was generally referred to as the gun line now obviously there's nobody with guns there but it's it's kind of of that prison as like if you get a little too close to the fence that's the gun line, and they'll shoot you. Wow. Because it looks like you're trying to escape, whether you are or not. Mm-hmm. So Wow. Now, I, I've got it. two more here that I want to mention that, that I think are fascinating. Um, one is just uh, a cup of joe. Mm-hmm. Literally, this blows my mind. In 1913, Joseph Daniels was appointed Secretary of the Navy. One of the first things he did was pass a rule that said no booze was allowed on any naval ships. He was tired of seeing drunk sailors uh, out there on ships. So they refused to have any, refused to let him have any booze on the ships. The strongest drink you could get after that was a cup of coffee, which <laughs> became known as a cup of okay. Joe. Yeah. Because we have to drink this shit thanks to Joseph Daniels. Well, it's just like how hookers comes from Joseph Hooker, who was a Civil War general. Who seriously, uh, you're making that up? No, seriously, he uh, he loved he he loved the wars, Joseph Hooker, and he was the head of the the Union Army. Um, I think at Gettysburg. 
Iceberg, even. Like he, I mean, he like was involved in some major battles. And yeah, love hookers girls. And yep, they called him Hooker Hookers Girls, and then just wow. eventually hookers. Yep. I did um, not know that. Now I know Go ahead, that might be something though, because there is a historical precedent for I mean British sailors had a rum ration. Oh like, really? They were daily allotted an amount of rum. Mm. And part of that was because if you were going on long sea voyages, water doesn't keep well. And you're surrounded by seawater. But rum will keep. Right. Right. And if you have water that's a little on the sketchy side, you pour rum in it, and anything that was going to cause you any trouble isn't going to cause you any trouble anymore because the rum took care of that. And that's actually what grog is. But ah. yeah. Ah. Uh, so yeah, uh, rum rations uh, were for a long time and i don't know i'd have to look and see when exactly the royal navy suspended the rum ration but i i bet they got some blowback all right well what i found out was there's a lot of terms like uh the term blowback comes from navy sailing and the big giant sails and the big giant mast would be full of wind and moving the ship and a sudden shift in wind or a misdirection with the you know, ship itself would cause blowback, which means those sails are now blowing back against the mast, uh, which would actually break the mast, which is a very bad thing. Yeah. And like bite the bullet. We know is from Civil War times. Yep. Look, we have no anesthesia, but we got to cut the leg off or you're going to die from it. So bite literally bullet. bite down on this bullet so you don't scream in my ear while I chop off your leg. Well, it was, it was a bullet. But there, there were there were things where you had to like literally bite into to, to while you were loading your musket i can't remember what they were called because like the idea of just biting metal wouldn't really help you i think but it was no. a soft it was a soft like uh casing around the bullets that you would have to bite to load your musket anyway so yeah huh. and uh so yeah there's all kinds of ones but what what brought me to this was um me and a friend were joking about murphy's law and, you know, with anything that will go could go wrong, will go wrong. It's Murphy's law and fucking Murphy and his laws. And if I ever <laughs> find that guy and I always wondered who, okay, who's Murphy. And when I looked it up, I found this thing of all these phrases and terms that we get thanks to military. And one of them is Murphy's law. And there was a guy, Captain Edward Murphy. And this is like in 19... Uh, his assistant after testing a rocket at Edwards Air Force Base in 1948. Um, he basically said, if there's more than one way to do a job and one of those ways will result in disaster, then somebody will inevitably do it that way. Yeah. And that was Captain Murphy. And that became... Murphy's law of anything that could go wrong will go wrong. Uh, I my aunt did a who I I love very dearly. Uh, once was teaching me about Murphy's law, but she, like many people, interpreted it to mean like you know, life's gonna come at you and get you. Like you're gonna, uh -huh. but it, it really the interpretation should be anything that can go wrong will go wrong eventually. Eventually, right. it doesn't mean it's gonna go wrong every single time. It doesn't mean that life is pointless because if there's any errors in the system or ghosts in the machine, you're screwed. It just means that if there is a flaw and you do something enough times, you're gonna get. You'll screwed. find the flaw, yeah. right? 
It's like when you watch when you watch sports sometimes, you see stuff like that's never happened before. Well, eventually it would have to happen. Right. Because eventually there's only so many ways you can do a thing where eventually weird shit's gonna happen. So there you go. All right. Uh great show, guys. Thank you so much. Uh we will have another show next week. And of course we'll have a Patreon show later this week for those dwindling patreon subscribers thank you guys so much for uh, sticking with that if you have and remember to go visit my buddy cody akins at akinspcrepair.com bye hey this bitch